0: Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wild. Welcome back to Wild On Season 3, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays, Today on Wild On, we are featuring another double header where professional wrestling meets witchcraft. That's right, I'm kinda like your one-stop shop for all things witchy, wrestling, and women supporting women. Today's guest is a glam, woke queen. We share a love of Sister Act, as well as supporting the up-and-coming female professional wrestling talent. If you don't know her yet, mark my words, you will. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Debbie Keitel. Okay, so, Debbie, how did we find wrestling? <laughs> um, I
1: suppose, you know, if we go all the way back, um, my dad probably, um, he used to travel over to the UK in the early 90s. And while he was over there, he'd pick up, you know, VHS tapes and stuff like that and we started watching um, Raw and Saturday Night, you know, main event and stuff like that. And yeah. then when my father realized that we had an interest, you know, he started showing us his tapes and stuff. Um, of course, we didn't watch it in order. We'd be watching an episode on TV and then he put on the tape and we would think that this was a continuation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the storylines are weird. In America. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> But back then I didn't really understand it. That was like 96, 97. I was just kind of, you know, taken taken aback by like the flamboyant costumes and the characters and stuff like that. I didn't really understand it, but I was obsessed with China.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, and I remember when she was first introduced and she attacked Marlena from behind and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, who's that?" I was just like <laughs> infatuated with her. And um yeah, as the years went on, then I just got really, really into it as a kid. And then, you know, as I got older, kind of my love for wrestling kind of faded away.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And then I was actually living in New York and I, I it was just everywhere. Wrestling was everywhere in New York. There was posters uh-huh. outside Madison Square Garden. And then one day I went to a house show and then I just kind of fell back in love with it. How
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, the rest is history. I moved back to Ireland and I just started training, thinking, you know, You know, it might be a fun activity to do at the weekends. And then it just became a thing. (laughs) Wow! And what brought you to New York? Uh, Initially, I went over to work in film and television while I was over there. Then I worked for a marketing media company and we would have done a lot of work with fashion TV and would have worked on New York Fashion Week. And one day our television host didn't show up to work. And a microphone was put in my hand and I was pushed out on the runway and I was told, yeah, you have to interview Pete Wentz over there from Fallout Boy. Just ask him about the show. And I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> that is the coolest, most divine intervention moment yeah. I've ever heard in my whole life. You know, yeah. people in New York would like bleed for a position like that.
1: Yeah. Wow,
0: and, and how did you do that? That's sink or swim.
1: Uh, I must have done well because she kept me on as the broadcast journalist. <laughs> oh <laughs> and I was no longer gosh. behind the scenes. So I got to meet some amazing people and interview some fascinating characters. So it was, oh, it was pretty cool.
0: That is, okay, so what's your educational background?
1: So I have a master's in production and direction and I have a BA in audiovisual media.
0: So uh, my best friend that I do this podcast with, she's the editor and producer. She has her, I'm going to screw this up, sorry, Rochelle. She has her (laughs) master's in, uh, I want to say theater, but there's probably way more fancy words to that. But every female professional wrestler that we interview that has a background that has to do with media or film or acting or marketing, we're like, these are the women that are going to take over the world in wrestling. This is a new breed of women and it's so exciting yeah you've just elongated your wrestling career out of the ring by 5 10 15 years so yeah I hope
1: so <laughs> <laughs> it was so beneficial as well throughout wrestling you know when I first got started I was very interested in the brand side of things and like how to get yourself out there and you know coming up with show reels and clips and gifts and stuff like that and people yeah. were still not really catching on to that when I first started and they were kind of seeing what I was doing and then they were encouraged then to kind of do the same. And it just kinda of helped build a scene over here as well. So yeah, I think anyone that has any kind of T V or film experience is it's definitely like a a big <laughs> a big priceless <laughs> yeah.
0: really because you need that in 2021 it doesn't even matter your wrestling abilities your social media presence yeah. is most important so yeah, exactly. you're ahead of the curve go girl
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as someone like myself like oh, I I love fashion I love music and I think one of the you know I would say if I'm being honest what attracted me to you was your fashion sense Um, uh, and your edginess like I can see you're ahead of the curve and makeup and hair and then now I'm knowing where this coming from you're coming from a fashion background
1: yeah yeah I've, I've always been obsessed with fashion I love kind of you know 80s Chanel into like '90s, you know, Versace. I just love all that style, that kind of edgy style, which
0: it doesn't really, ha- it doesn't really have a place in wrestling because it hasn't been filled. So you're coming from a like a couture angle, yeah. and that's really, <laughs> that's really interesting and fun. Because wrestling has always been like very camp, very over the top 90s Pamela Anderson. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to be that. We can yeah. be chic
1: yeah, and exactly. kick
0: ass. So I, I, I really enjoy what you're bringing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me some of the coolest people you met, like someone that was like, I can't believe I just met this person on a personal level.
1: Um, On a personal level, um, Whoopi Goldberg.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, she was uh, with her grand daughter in front row I can't remember the show I can't remember the designer but um, <laughs> I went up to interview her and I was like oh shaking and oh. I just asked her you know what does it mean to like live the dream or follow your dreams and she said that her dream is to see other people succeed and live their dream and I just thought oh you're so wholesome you were exactly how I thought you would be
0: <laughs> that's beautiful and yeah. then there's probably the other side of you that was playing like a sister act in your head at the same time (laughs) joyful joyful lord
1: (laughs) literally because like very few people know this but i was actually in a sister act tribute
0: (laughs) (gasps) oh so you were flipping your shit inside you weren't just like having a moment you were like in it
1: (laughs) i was in it i was living for it (laughs)
0: Oh, so okay. Let's start from the beginning with yeah. that. So it was a a sister act tribute group. Yeah. And okay, so did you play pubs? Like, wh- what was your reach, um, and where can I find this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Luckily enough, it's not on YouTube. It was kind of a not a youth group, but um, it was mainly for you know um, women who had retired who were kind of looking for an outlet and it would kind of started off as you know kind of a a choir and then half the women in the choir you know thought it was boring and they were like come on we need to do something different so we started doing like touring to youth clubs and you know we do kind of cafe night shows and stuff like that and then we started doing weddings and it just got a bit
0: different yeah because what woman or man like I don't want to gender be biased but like I don't know anyone any friend of mine from the 90s like our age I know you're an 80s baby yeah that can't do the entire final act Yeah. Like, that is, that's amazing. That sounds so fun. How long did you do that for?
1: Um, I did that for a year. That was actually when I moved back from New York. Ah. I just needed an outlet. I, I missed kind of being in front of a camera performing. So I I applied for this, you know, they were looking for volunteers to help with this production and setup. And then I was like, oh, well, I can, I can actually sing. Oh, cool. So we... We just played around or we messing around and stuff and then i ended up being part of the act and i suppose our biggest thing was when um we were actually hired by um a cathedral to perform at a mass which we all thought was like do they know what
0: we do <laughs> i was gonna say an irish catholics like i don't yeah it's
1: all the so for it yeah and it was the final act from it was the the main song from sister act Beautiful. and you know they started off with a light little piano introduction and everyone was like that's lovely, that's lovely. <laughs> and then you know the drums and then the boogie boogie on the keyboards and it was just everyone but the whole place was erupted like they really enjoyed it we didn't know how it was going to go
0: down <laughs> how can you not enjoy it let's be real <laughs>
1: You know, it was lovely meeting some, uh, you know, women that have kind of been in that industry that have retired and just wanted an outlet. So it was nice to be Good around
0: for those you. People. Oh, all I can hear yeah. is you're fun, you're badass and you also have a big heart. So I'm <laughs> glad we got to the bottom of that right away. That's such a yeah. cool thing. Did you guys have a name?
1: No, <laughs> we never we never got we never got okay. that far. No, I think it was just, you know. I can't remember what it was, something club okay. or something like that. Yeah.
0: Now, was there anyone that you had interviewed that you did idolize that, uh, you know, they always say don't meet your idols, that you met that kind of went, nah.
1: The odd time, you know, a couple of people were just like, sorry, I'm so busy, I can't, and like, Fair. that's fine. I suppose the, the person that I didn't expect to be this way was actually Norman Reedus. Okay. Um, from The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, he was at a, it was kind of like a, promotional party and he was in the corner and I, I kind of went up to him and I was like I don't suppose you want to do an interview and he was like sure and then after the interview he was just so cool. He was like, you sticking around, you know, are you from here? And, you know, he wanted to engage in conversation. He was asking about where I was from. And then he had friends from Ireland and he was here for a while. And I just didn't expect to have an actual human conversation. I was say a human.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was very chill. He was very much like, I don't want to be here. I just have to be here. And I was like, "Same, same. <laughs> But he was so down to earth and so chill and he's definitely someone that definitely stood out because even post interview he still wanted to actually have a conversation and it wasn't just you know you know this is what I do and this is my movie okay bye it was very much like so how are you? Oh that's really nice you know? cool yeah.
0: well I'm glad you had nothing but you know positive experiences because yeah that's I a really very cutthroat at. world so yeah. Now, sure. are you working in any type of broadcast journalism or fashion uh, back in Ireland?
1: No, uh, wrestling has pretty much taken over okay. everything. Um, so apart from doing the odd, you know, production or short or something like that in my spare time, it's pretty much just wrestling now.
0: That's all <laughs> right. And how long have you yeah. been wrestling now?
1: Um, so I started training in 2016 and then I debuted in 2017, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah and yeah ever since
0: then wow now are you traveling much
1: trying to so i was pretty much 18 months without resting no traveling no nothing it was awful but you know you have other i have other outlets you know in you know fashion and stuff like that so like i was able to keep myself occupied Good. a lot of knitting
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> um, <laughs> really please tell me you have like an etsy page
1: no i don't i wouldn't put any of this stuff <laughs> on it you know what all trial and error I'm
0: with you I'm a knitter too and I feel like it's a real dying art and yeah I don't know anybody the under the age of 30 that can knit no no so like
1: I I wouldn't even say I can knit I can like do a couple of lines and then it all goes wrong it like starts this width and by the end of it it's like i have picked up (laughs) 10 new stitches
0: but you're doing it you're doing it
1: that's it yeah that's it and it's a distraction and you know and at least i'm not on my phone which is my biggest thing is try and do something that isn't on my phone so that was nice and i'm glad you brought it up that's
0: something i haven't done in a year or two and i i think it's just because i've been in in my podcast world and getting back into wrestling but like shit there's nothing else going on I should really knit a scarf (laughs) or something (laughs) I really like to pull the curtain back a little bit on the person behind the wrestler because you know we we want to know about the wrestling we watch your match we read your wikipedia but I like to know about you know, kind of the spiritual side about you. Is there anything that you practice in your every day, whether it's a morning ritual, meditation? Is there anything you do, even just going for a walk, that keeps you centered, that you practice every day?
1: Definitely. I I always find 20 minutes, half an hour where I go for a walk and I just put in my headphones and I listen to my favorite music. And it's, the, it's something I do every day. And it's just that's my me time and No one's interrupting it. Like, I'm free to walk whatever direction, wherever I want to go. And it's just my guaranteed me time every day that no one else is a part of. And I just, you know, I put on my headphones. I listen to, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Creedence Clearwater. Oh, nice. All my favorite
0: bands. 70s girl. Yeah. I
1: love (laughs) it. And I just switch off. And, you know, if it's not music, you know, it will be a podcast. Sometimes it's just silence. You know, sometimes I just leave everything at home and I just go for a walk. But it's definitely something I do every single day just to guarantee myself some me time. You know,
0: the benefit of covid is we've all really, I think, uh, had a hard restart on how we practice self-care.
1: And I think I was so caught up in the the grind and the shuffle that not that I didn't know what self care was, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a priority, which is so sad when you think about it, that you couldn't find one thing that you do for yourself. Yeah. And I know when lockdown first came in, like our first kind of round, I was very much like, what do I do? And everyone was like, yeah. what do you mean what you do? Do you face mask, have a bath? And I was like, and then what i will be like, I, I was like, I'll be bored, you know, I'll, like, oh, I will need to do something. I was so like, I have to do something. And then second lockdown, I was like, I actually can not do anything. And then by now I'm like, all right I have to get my walk in. It's very important to me. I have to get my walk in or I have to just like have a coffee in silence or something like that. I just need to find 30 minutes a day just for me. Nobody else.
0: Good for you. I hope you never, ever lose that.
1: I hope so too, because I I, I am actually struggling trying to get back into that travel, you know, every day. You know, this is where I'm going to be Saturday. Here I am Sunday. And it's like, how did I do oh, this no. before?
0: <laughs> because I think we all had our blinders on. Like, yeah, we weren't doing anything mindfully. We were just, boom, got to be there, got to be there at this time. This time. Like, no yeah. one was stopping to smell the roses. I certainly wasn't.
1: No. I was the same. I was literally like I I, when I first started traveling, I was like, oh, I might like find a half an hour, run away from the venue, try and see where I am. And then that just went out the window because it was like, okay, I have a half an hour. I'm going to sleep or I have a half an hour. I better do my makeup. I have a half. You know, it just it, it was like time. There was just no such thing as time. Yeah,
0: I can attest to that. I did five years with TNA, traveled the whole world and I went hotel, airport, venue. And if I had the chance to do it all over again, you know, I don't need to go to bed at nine o'clock, I can rush my makeup, you know, stop. Yeah. See where you are, yeah. it's, it's such, the world is so incredible and it's so easy to get sucked into that tunnel vision.
1: I know, I know, it's so hard, it's so hard.
0: What has been your favorite place that wrestling has brought you to?
1: Probably Japan,
0: Ah, that was, that was
1: pretty incredible, yeah.
0: How long yeah. were you there?
1: I was in Tokyo for three weeks. Wow. Um, it yeah, it was incredible. It was such a culture shock, yeah. but like a shock I needed because the, the previous time had been when I moved to New York and obviously that was a big, you know, culture shock as well. Um, and I just think it's nice to kind of reboot, if that makes sense, by going to different places oh, and gosh. realize like, you know, there's an incredible world out there. And that, you know, you don't have to stay in the one place. So it's just real eye-opening, kind of resets you and stuff like that.
0: And not only is the world such a big, beautiful place, but I think travel makes you appreciate where you come from so much more.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so important to travel. And obviously our world is not encouraging that right now. But even if it's just driving two hours outside of your city, get out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now, has
0: wrestling ever made you cry? (laughs)
1: yeah oh for sure for sure I think you know they always say like don't go through the motions of wrestling go through the emotions and I think that's so valid because you know you could be on such a streak where everything's going really well and then you know boom something happens like the pandemic and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's all gone and it's just it's such an un- emotional business anyway. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're playing characters and you get caught up in your storylines and stuff like that. And then obviously there's politics as well. And yeah. it, there's, there's so much of it that can be quite emotional and it can be so draining as well. But um, yeah, I've laughed, I've cried, <laughs> I've gotten angry. I've <laughs> every emotion.
0: <laughs> I think that's so important though for our listeners to know like yeah. they know we're human. And they know we have lives outside wrestling, but I don't think they realize how much of an emotional roller coaster the business itself is.
1: Yeah, because it's it's not you're not measured on, you know, how much of a good wrestler you are. Like, it's not it's it's not like, you know, basketball where you are actually the top person because you're and you're super talented. You are the best. So you will win. You know, so it's it's measured on, you know, people and if they can trust you and if you're, you know, maybe your flavor of the month, maybe you're not. And it's like a constant journey of we want you. We don't want you. We want you. We don't want you. And you just have to kind of roll with it. And you really do have to have skin so thick
0: hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, because you're not, you know, we're our own worst critics. But then we're being criticized by major companies. And then now, because of social media, fans get to kick you whenever they choose. So, yeah, a thick skin is an understatement, I think. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: for sure. So
0: listeners, be nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> the, like like you said, the social media aspect as well is, is a section that I never thought I'd have to deal with because I just thought, you know, a promoter would be telling me you're not good enough or you know mm-hmm. you are good enough for but now it's it's like fans are, are well fans yeah. are, are now saying we don't like you or we do like you and change this do this and it's just you know it's a whole other audience that you need to like you know yeah. <laughs> live yeah. up to as well
0: <laughs> well if i can you're in you know i'd say like still very much the beginning of your your career you're not new but you know you're you're building who you are and you know if I could go back and say anything to my baby self in wrestling I just want you to know you are enough and you are talented and you are beautiful and the best thing you can ever do in the wrestling world is live authentically and I think that's what you're doing and of course we're going to try new things and you know you are going to listen to your quote-unquote bosses but live authentic be you because there's always gonna be room for people who make their own space don't put yourself in a box
1: yeah for sure, so, for sure.
0: you're doing amazing keep it up <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now who would you say inspires you outside of wrestling
1: outside of wrestling that's a tough one i didn't expect that question <laughs> i suppose i i mean I have a couple of idols like Dolly Parton would be one of them. Mm. Um, I like to kind of surround myself with strong women, whether it be in music or film. Um, Goldie Hawn, another one of my <gasps> idols.
0: That is a great one. Yeah, Goldie actually, Hawn. you're like a redheaded Goldie Hawn. Yeah. You have those doughy eyes. Oh, you are very Goldie. Oh, I see that.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, women that you know, women in general inspire me, and I think mm-hmm. women especially that have made it to the top that pass it down and filter it down and look after the women coming up and advise. Like, um, someone like Susan Sarandon would be another hero of mine. <sighs> uh, Sandra Bullock, yeah, just strong women in general.
0: <laughs> you say I didn't expect that question, but you are nailing it. Every answer, I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> like yes yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's only when you start thinking about like who you know what articles who would you read or what movies would you see and these yeah. are kind of the women like if even if it was a terrible film and Sandra Bullock was in it I'd be like I'm going to see that film yeah
0: <laughs> we will support yeah. our women yeah because we can't be perfect all the time yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> Now, have you ever had any injuries that kind of towed you close to the line where you're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to keep doing this? Mm.
1: I've uh, I've coined uh, the nickname Weetabix ankles um, <laughs> because my Weetabix, or my, <laughs> my ankles turned to dust.
0: <laughs> so, oh, you don't um, think Weetabix
1: is delicious? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Nothing major, but I've had a couple of injuries with my ankles and stuff. But majority of wrestlers have
0: terrible rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: always on something like that, like a roll. like you're running the ropes and, you know, a board, you know, isn't placed right and your foot falls through and you're like, oh, great. Well, now I can't run.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And it's what the fans can't see and you're hurting so bad.
1: Yeah, and you're taped up, and you have your boots on, and yeah. you have supports on, and your foot is like giant and swollen by the time <laughs> you finish your match, and <laughs> you have to take it all off and try and walk on it.
0: <laughs> Who would you say uh, your dream match would be with?
1: Oh, um, purely because I I trained under her in Japan, but it would be Emi Sakura.
0: Oh, um, good one.
1: Yeah, um, I had the opportunity to work with her, um. Uh, on a previous occasion, but unfortunately the match got switched in the end. But it was Uh like I was so
0: close, so close. So would you say you draw Uh a lot of inspiration from your time in Japan?
1: Yeah, it's definitely it was the first time I kind of got away from the scene. and kind of figured out what I wanted to bring to the table and what Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like, and I was that was that was really encouraged, like individuality. And when I left there, I was told, like, these are the things that you do really well. So, keep doing them, and don't listen to anyone else, and I kind of kept that with me then. be
0: you because yeah. that's that's what sells like you know I've got a million blondes with big boobs and really white <laughs> teeth, and it's like, okay, well, let's see other things that doesn't that doesn't represent the demographic of yeah. our world, so let's yeah. see characters,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: What is your ultimate goal in wrestling, really? Is it to thrive on the Indies? Is it to make it to a major company what What would you love?
1: you know we all kind of start out with this one goal and, and the one dream of, you know, getting a contract or getting into a federation or a major company, but then what happens if that's not a possibility Mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, do you just spend the next, you know, 10, 15 years chasing something that isn't going to happen? So it's like, well, what can you get out of it from a personal point of view? And you know, can you still enjoy it if you know that dream is gone? And that's kind of what I spent the last 18 months trying to figure out because ah. I had such a this is a sign, I need to just walk away. Yeah. you know I'll, I'll maybe this isn't for me or no, this is for me and I still want it. And I had that constant battle. And at the end of the day, you know if if all I can do is achieve, you know a goal on the Indies, which would be to, you know, you know be the most successful woman on the indies well then that's what i'm going to focus on because Mm. you could spend your life chasing you know that piece of paper and it may not never happen so i don't want to look back and be like i wasted so many years going for that one thing when these 10 other things were happening at the same time and i just overlooked them you know so i think my goal going forward is to kind of help the newer girls that are coming up on the indies um help them get them to a level where you know they're comfortable and they can thrive on their own basically do what other women did for me with them and yeah just protect them you know there's it's a big it's a big world out there but it's also a big bad world as well so just you know all you can do is point people in the right direction and hope you know <laughs> that it'll all work out
0: that is really beautiful and that's like you're you know wrestling could be this really uh shallow superficial business and you're yeah. finding meaning meaning for yourself uh yeah. and you know, so many male-driven industries, we're 20 to 1, and wrestling is yeah. no different. And I think it is a sport that breeds women to be pegged against each other. Yeah, And for sure. if anything, we've got to be behind one another. Yeah. You know, we are powerful. Women are powerful, and we are way more powerful in numbers. So I think any woman that you get to touch is uh, very lucky to meet you in the wrestling business. So please keep up doing the good work. That's that's oh, well. a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I like to end every interview with my ten tailor made questions. Okay. It's kind of a speed round, but don't feel rushed in your answers. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Name a beauty product you cannot live without.
1: MAC Skin Finish Mineralized Powder. Oh.
0: And is that an everyday or is that for wrestling wear or?
1: That would be every day to cover up the baggies (laughs) (laughs) well it works
0: because i don't see any bags (laughs) what is your favorite exercise
1: um bench press
0: what is your biggest pet peeve
1: people that stand up when the plane lands and block the aisle
0: (laughs) oh my god i think i flying is my pet peeve people act like complete assholes. Yeah. Like, it's like they switch their brains off and they just become feral. Like, just yeah. wait till the door opens. <laughs> you're not gonna get there any sooner.
1: Yep, Ugh. I know. And especially during a pandemic, having someone standing over oh you, blocking God. the aisles while you're trying to like, have some space.
0: <laughs> oh, they just people in it flying. It's just, oh, it yeah. could be a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush?
1: Oh. I would say Sebastian Stan or Henry Cavill. Nice.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite band or artist?
1: I'm going to go ahead and say Led Zeppelin.
0: Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Do you have a secret vice, like drinking a glass of wine in the shower?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Whoever does that, that's amazing. Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so.
2: (laughs) I
0: respect that. Okay. Yep. (laughs) What wrestler has the best entrance music?
1: I'm going to say Victoria.
0: Ah. Now, was she someone that inspired you in your early years?
1: Yeah. A a huge, huge inspiration.
0: I love Victoria. (laughs) She's one of those people that I met in wrestling that I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. When I met Lita, I was really disappointed. I thought she was the coolest thing and yeah. I expected her to be like, you know, punk and down to earth. Yeah. And she was not fucking nice. Oh, and, really? Oh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking back, knowing the company she worked for, she was probably under it. And it yeah. probably had nothing to do with me. Yeah. But, you know, you take that shit personally. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah. When you yeah, when you care about someone and like, yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever. And you know what? Lita, no judgment, because I know you probably listen to my podcast. <laughs> I'd still buy you a glass of wine now and I'm sure we'd be fast friends, so. <laughs> what is your drink of choice?
1: I'm a big fan of espresso martinis or any cocktail that you wouldn't know there was alcohol
0: in <laughs> <laughs> I was thought you were gonna say, any alcohol that's balanced with caffeine. I like to be alert yeah, yeah. and wasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to actually agree with that. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Heart attacks, not important. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment in the ring
1: I mean yeah in my wrestling gear there's there's always you know something slips
0: <laughs> <laughs> now are you taping or you're just you've got curves girl so yeah, it's hard that,
1: that's it you know it's trying to find the balance of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate but yeah no I tape up I I'd cling film them in if I could <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's be careful what you wish for cuz you know it's it's challenging physics yeah. are hard. Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> I would say because I do quite comedic I suppose performances in the ring it would just be something I said. I remember one time downing a coffee and screaming I smell color. And just, you get backstage and you're like, did I really
0: like that? Oh. Totally acceptable. That's the stuff that fans yeah. want to hear about, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> now, where can our listeners find you on the internet?
1: So you can find me on Twitter uh, at Debbie Kaitel, or on Instagram at uh, the Debbie Kaitel. I think. Yes. Instagram, Don't YouTube, worry
0: YouTube, I will YouTube. link it at the bottom I just like oh, putting people amazing. on the spot <laughs> Okay last question Finish okay. this lyric I took my love and I took it down I can't <laughs> I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection Landslide Oh! It <laughs> it's because take. of my stellar singing <laughs> That you didn't get it It's okay you, you <laughs> swept me away with that. That was amazing. Me, <laughs> me, 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 me. What a beautiful, gorgeous, heartwarming, warm and fuzzy human being. And it doesn't even fucking matter, but the girl is stunning. I mean, that kind of soul just radiates from the inside out. Today's witchy member of the Wild On team is psychic medium, best-selling author, master spiritual teacher, as well as an internationally recognized psychic medium, who was featured on the very first Women of Wrestling, also known as WOW. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Colby Rebel. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get started. Colby Rebel, how did you become a professional wrestler?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, I was a fitness model before that. So I had done a few magazines and through conventions and things like that. And then through one of my colleagues, friends, she found out about the wrestling. And so we went and did it. It It's in Los Angeles at the forum. And it was crazy. It was a lot. Yeah, They had like over 500 women kind of going for this. And then every week there'd be a cut list, right? Wow. Yeah. So luckily I got to one of the top 42.
0: Amazing.
2: And then there you have it. So, so it, was fun. it was
0: like a, a basically a gig you booked. It wasn't like you had been a professional wrestler prior to that. No,
2: no. It was it was just kind of working hard at it and then and then learning it and learning the athleticism of it for sure.
0: So how long was your crash course before you did a show?
2: I believe it was a few months. Oh, okay. It was twice a day. We were we were twice a day, so it was a lot.
0: And how did you find your body responded like I'm sure you had an image in your head how it might feel, but how was the reality versus what you had imagined?
2: You know, first of all, the floor is really hard, right? Think yeah. It's soft because you bounce. Yeah. So I think the first time I took a bump, I was like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> and then the other crazy thing was the ropes are so tight yeah. and So the first time we were running the ropes back and forth, I just had major black and blue marks up and down the side of my body until my body got used to it. Yeah,
0: And twice a day, your body's going to get used to that.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it was crazy. I mean, when I look back now, I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) So... One of the best experiences ever. I was going
0: to say it was probably such a not only just a physical strengthening learning curve, but a mental fortitude you had to break through.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And then
0: where did the spiritual side of Cole be born from?
2: Well, that was uh, something that I had always done. You know, I just thought everybody was doing it. I wasn't really kind of paying attention to it too much. I just was naturally doing it and then you know i realized I, after the wrestling i actually went into accounting and uh, wow that's
0: a left turn <laughs>
2: yeah pretty crazy uh, but the spiritual stuff like i said was always there but i realized that i really wasn't living my purpose so although the tax manager uh, was great and it paid well and it was stable it just i could just really tell that i wasn't following my purpose and I really sat with it saying, what do I do? Like, why am I not happy? What am I supposed to be doing? And it just kind of came to me like you talk to people. That's what you do. And it yeah. was just very enlightening. And now it's just been unbelievable how much my life is so different and so much fun and so amazing. It's, it's been really incredible.
0: So how did you start like I'm kind of in that place as well where I I Am back into wrestling now. I'm so happy I have all these creative outlets like my podcast and I'm doing a lot of other side projects But I've been a firefighter for six years and that's been a huge learning curve for me And I think giving back to people was really fulfilling But I'm feeling like I'm at a kind of a crossroad again. What was your first step really?
2: I feel like the first step was to really just sit and ask myself, what is it I just really enjoy? Like, what is so natural to me? And like you said, I think what's interesting, yeah, we learn a lot. We, you know, you you train to be the firefighter. I trained in tax accounting, wrestling. Yeah. But sometimes what we're meant to do is what's already there, what, what's just already natural. And we just overthink it too much. So I feel like for you, you know, it's really going in. If you know you enjoy helping people, but you also like to be creative, then you just sit with that to say, all right, well, what what really has those two things in it? Or if there's anything else that you enjoy. Yeah. And I feel like then it's then it kind of comes to you where I do feel like it's probably going to be easier than what you realize.
0: Really interesting. Because I guess it's such a... Um a dichotomy of dealing with what you know you love, what your passions are, but what society puts on you, like you have to have a pension and da-da-da-da. Yeah,
2: yes, I know. That makes it really tough, but you can absolutely do whatever you want and make enough money to have a pension anyway, right? It just may take a little longer to get that started, uh, right, because you don't necessarily have a company funding it. Right. But you can absolutely still have everything what and even more really. You can have so much more. So it really is possible. It's just sitting with what what, you know, what are some things that you enjoy, Chantel?
0: Oh goodness. Well, I I've always loved writing. That's, that's yeah. been a big thing. I love uh I've I've got an amazing right-hand woman, Rochelle Duris, and we've created this podcast together, and I've really started to love acting as a side, and I really love talking to people but in like an interview kind of way and pulling out the intimate side of them that people might not know about.
2: And what about just using your experience to write a screenplay? Have you thought about that?
0: No. I wouldn't even know where to start.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would I would consider, you know, if I love writing, right? And interviewing, then write a screenplay.
0: You know what? I I didn't even consider that as an option. So with Everything that you have to offer, you're offering courses now. Have, has everything moved to online because of COVID or was it always online? No,
2: it, well, I did do some online, but yeah, everything moved online for now. And I still have a physical location, but I'm also enjoying reaching so many more people because it's online. I mean, I'm so fortunate. I have people that are in other countries that are taking the classes or on the other side of the state. Here, taking classes. And, you know, so it's really great to just be able to reach that many people and help that many people. So I see clients on Zoom or over the phone, in person if they want. I do all the classes and I do different types of classes. So I teach classes on building your intuition to really utilizing all your gifts to really building your spiritual business and what does that look like, manifestation workshops. So it really is exciting to be able to offer so many different types of experiences where people can expand their own gifts.
0: So that's a question I have for you. I've kind of re-had this spiritual awakening and I feel like everything is exploding at the same time and i feel like i'm immersed in books and i'm immersed in podcasts and i feel literally like my whole world has changed how do you hone in on what what your gifts are it's not something you can hone in on it's they come to you eventually
2: well i feel like it's about exploring and expanding and practicing them all and then by doing that you're going to see where you're really drawn to or what mm. you really find a passion for So, you know, everyone, you know, you could do intuitive work, psychic work, mediumship, connecting to loved ones on the other side. Some people use cards. So whether that's tarot or angel oracle cards, some people, you know, want to use pendulums. Some people want to work with energy of Reiki and things like that. So I feel like it's, you know, practicing and playing with it all. Right. Back in the day, when I first started, Oh, I was always pulling out a deck of cards to play with them and pull a card. But then I realized, like, I didn't need them. Like, I Ah. I already just had it. So I don't even, when I do a reading, I just sit there and go. It's just such a, it really is so natural. And and it may not be like that for everyone. But, Mm. you know, you can certainly practice and do it. And it will become more natural. Mm. But I think it's really about what do you enjoy. I, I do feel though, if people are not passionate about what they're doing, yep. there won't be longevity in it right. because they won't have the drive to keep it creative, to keep inspired. And, you know, to have your own business in general is a lot of work. And oh, gosh, some people yeah. just expect it's easy, right? Oh, I'll just do, I could be my own boss. Well, guess what? <laughs> your own boss has to pay payroll taxes and yeah. scheduling and building and, It's a lot more hours than what you're gonna put in at a quote unquote regular job. So, you know, I think it's important to be passionate about it, and then that's what's gonna that's what's gonna help you.
0: Now, would you identify yourself as a medium, a psychic, intuitive?
2: I'm a psychic medium and teacher and author.
0: Okay. When you have students, can you literally get a vibe right away? Who's naturally more inclined than because you've got a whole group of like. I don't know how many people in your Zoom classes. Do you kind of get a vibe right away?
2: Yeah, you absolutely get a vibe as to kind of what's going on, or where kind of also where they can go with their gift, uh, which is also really fun. But I think what's one of the most wonderful things is when people they don't necessarily want to do this professionally, but they they want to expand their own gifts and and just kind right. of better their life and. Yep. That's always fun to see that when people connect and start having the pieces come in for them. And, you know, when you see the look on their face when they kind of do a reading and they actually get something that the person can connect to, it's so exciting to watch people have that process.
0: Did one of your students, Graham, he's the one that connected us. And he's really good friends with my girlfriend, Rochelle. I know he's been very much on the spiritual journey. And I'm very interested in signing up for some of your programs moving forward, because I feel like I have so much growth, but I need, I need more of a structure.
2: Yeah, we can read all of the spiritual books that help us. And, and they are fantastic. There's a lot of really great ones out there. But when you sit for two hours, and you actually have someone explaining, the intricacies or how something's working, and then you get a chance to practice it and just kind of put it out there um, in a safe place. I, I really feel like that's what really catapults our experience and really helps us expand our gifts.
0: That's what I really need, and I feel like this uh, meeting of each other is such an aligned experience for me. And I feel like it's like the boop on the head I needed to be like, okay, girl, take the course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. As you said, as a psychic medium, medium, intuitive teacher, is there anything that our listeners, you know? We don't always have an experience or we don't have the luxury to explain who we are or if you feel like there's any misconceptions. Is there anything you'd like our listeners to know about you and what you do that they might not be able to find by Googling you?
2: That I'm incredibly down to earth. I I think a lot of people who are in the spiritual environment, they kind of get so woo-woo. And to me... You know, it's okay if it's woo-woo as long as it's authentic, but I feel like sometimes there's a misalignment. Like some people think, well, I'm, you know, I'm uh, very down to earth or give it to you as it is. Uh, you know, oh, I can't, I can't really go into the spiritual realm. And it's like, you absolutely can. You know, you ab- you absolutely don't have to be in your tie-dyed, worried <laughs> about your chakras. Like You can absolutely just be, In fact, it's so much more connected to be who you are in such a pure, pure space, because when you're really in alignment, that's really what we're talking about. People say, oh, you know, you have to clear your chakras or you have to raise your vibration or all of this. And of course, that's true. But when you just think about being so who you are and so comfortable in your own skin and owning it, that really is what's in alignment. And when you're clicked in, that's what makes that channel so pure to be able to tune in.
0: And I I can completely attest to that. I've gone through this, the second divorce, and it was terrible. And the one thing I was really committed to doing besides being a, you know, a super mom was healing the relationship I have with myself. And, And that's the one I've never paid attention to i've I've identified my codependency issues and i'm trying to work through those yeah but alignment oh my goodness when you really start living your truth yes life is so much easier
2: <laughs> it's so it stupid really but it's... no it really is and and i think a lot of us are programmed to fear living our true self and our yeah. true life it, it's like again as we were saying society wants you to have a particular job or a particular role, have a particular identity. Yeah. Whereas, and then I think that's the amazing thing is your identity is just your truth. And once you're in your truth, you're in your power.
0: And it seems so simple, but so hard to get to that place.
2: Well, I think people just, again, they really overthink it or the fear steps in. They're so afraid of change and the ramifications of that. And what's that going to do to them? And what's that mean? But when you just allow yourself to surrender, to say, okay, I don't know. You know, when I was going into being a psychic medium professionally, I did say to Spirit, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it because I was so in my own way. Mm -hmm. I had so much stress and anxiety. Like, I just was not letting go of the accounting, because I was just so fearful. Yeah. And when I finally was just on the edge of everything I had, I said to Spirit, look, I'm going to do this, but I, I really need to be successful. I want to be successful at this. I don't want to struggle to do it. So I'm going to give you everything I've got. I'm going to serve. When you don't want me to serve, you just take it away. You let me know. But until then, I'm going to stop fighting. And I will tell you, it's honestly, yes, I built and I grew and it took a few years, but also everything just lined up. You know, I've written three books in eight years. You know, I teach, I have traveled internationally. I've been so lucky. And what I think is just mostly what I'm so, I think if we were said proud of something, what I'm most proud of is that I've been so fortunate that some of the world's best, best mediums have served with me or allowed me to serve alongside of them, you know, and that is just insanely um, incredible and important. And it says a lot because, you know, these are people that have been in the business 20, 30, 40, 50 years and, and to be able to serve alongside them. Really is an honor and it's been a privilege. And then just to have my students, you know, it's just kind of fun that like to, to have people, you know, be so excited to have a reading with me. Like, that's really cool and fun, right? For sure. You know, people, some people are like, I can't believe I'm talking to you, Colby. I'm like, yes, we are. Let's <laughs> do it, you know. But also to see my students kind of go from that first time being so afraid or not yeah. wanting to put it out there to now like really building their own business to really kind of carving out their own path. It's been incredible to watch and to watch their confidence build and grow. And again, for them to become in that place of being very, grounded in who they are.
0: Well, I just want to say congratulations, number one. (laughs) And number two, thank you for being so strong and powerful and taking that leap. Because by you doing it, you've motivated people like myself to be like, okay, Colby can do it. Maybe I can do it too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely can. You absolutely can do it. It's just sorting out where where are you most passionate and where you're going. And just following it, and following what resonates with you the most. Okay.
0: Now, I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot. We've had uh, quite a few spiritual guests uh, on season three of my podcast, but I've not asked any of them. Would you be willing to do a little bit of a reading with me today, just like a peekaboo? Yeah, let's do it. Let's <gasps> oh
2: do a peekaboo. Of, of course. I'm let's so excited. Do yeah. So just kind of. You know, just uh, tuning into just everything, you know, I know you mentioned that second divorce, Um, but I also feel like, I really feel like there's something about that experience where you're not going to settle moving forward. I just feel like, you know, I see you becoming so powerful in who you are that it leads you to another, there is going to be a third. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But there's going to be a third, but it really feels like it's going to be the one that's so in alignment with you. Mm. And it does feel like now there's a lot of back and forth with this relationship. There's (laughs) a lot of passion. And it's going to be different because you're not it's not just going to be perfect mm-hmm. there, to, to me. There is some arguing and fighting and differences and, you know, and that's also though, because you both are so passionate and you care so much that there's going to be a little bit of fighting around it, but I, I really feel like you're going to work through it and it's going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's surprising. I just wouldn't be surprised if you actually haven't met this person already. Just uh, because, I feel like there's someone around you and with you that, um you know, that, you know, that this, this, I feel like this could be your person, but if they're not in, they're not in the box that you would have had other people in. They're not right. what you would have thought you would have ended up with. Yep. Um, and I feel like that is what makes it so exciting. Okay. So, does that make sense so far? 100%. Have we been time? Okay. Yep. No, okay. I'm with you. I'll let you know. Okay. I'll raise an eyebrow. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Got it. Thank you. I, but I, I also, I just feel like, too, that there is this space, too, where you want to make sure uh, for your, your son that you show up and, and I feel like you are going to live your life a little more radically. Um, but it's going to be really powerful because I feel like it teaches your son, like he could do anything, go for it, go do it. You got this, you know? And I just feel like for you that that's really going to, to set an example. So I feel like he's going to be just fine getting through everything and working through the process and and I feel like he feels he almost encourages you at times so I think that that's what's really incredible to see this strong little man um <laughs> really show up for you you know oh, and man. I really do I do feel like you know he's also very very connected you know he's very into and very in alignment oh man. and he's like your little power source Yes, and, and I feel like, you know, that feels really exciting. And so I see, you know, obviously we've got this relationship, but getting back into the wrestling for now, um, I think the wrestling is going to be a little short lived. If I'm honest, Yeah, uh, I don't really see it being long-term. I feel like you're going to get back in and then we're just going to go ahead and take a bit of a different, different direction. So, I feel like there's going to be a you know just enough to kind of go, okay, I've got this and let me do this. Yep, yep. Um, and I definitely feel like the acting could you could do so much more with the acting if you give yourself the opportunity to really go for it and put yourself out there. I really feel like that could uh really go in a much bigger direction for you as well.
0: That's interesting because that's exactly when I got back into wrestling, I thought, okay, one year. Kind of max. But, but it that's, is, what
2: was really? that's what I was gonna tell you. It's so That's what I was gonna tell Because
0: I really want to use it as uh, not a platform, but to I want to open up myself to that world again, but it's only because I want to see what my options are. What what where can I take this further?
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like you, you absolutely can take it further. Um, but I still like the idea of you writing a screenplay or a TV show. So really think about that.
0: The TV show has been a goal.
2: Yeah, but you could even, you honestly could write it ar- around in, either female wrestlers or you could write it around uh, female firefighters uh-huh. and, and really, you know, kind of create a series that's around you know, a team of female firefighters and, and things like that and what they're going through. So there's a I lot that. that you have. Again, your experiences are really there for you. So, you know, you really are going to be showing. I want to kind of address the codependency, thing. think. Um, as much as we can work on that, and I think it's wonderful to work on it, it's also just as important to accept yourself for who you are. You know, if you're a codependent individual, stop being so hard on yourself about that. Just like, look, because the right partner is going to understand that and they're gonna do everything they can to be supportive of it, right? They're gonna say, look, I understand, you know, l- let me do this part to help you build trust. Let me do this part to help you feel safe. You know, this is what you need. Let's work it out. And so and and I just feel like when we do that, you know when you're with someone who actually wants to kind of rub that in and and make it like almost use it as a weapon against you. Do you know what I mean? Oh yes. That's not the right person. You know, that's, that's toxicity. Yes. So, and, and so we, we, just because we're codependent doesn't mean we can't be in a healthy relationship. Right. And a lot of sensitive people are absolutely codependent because there's a part of us where our soul is meant to be with others. We're meant to be, we're, we're not, you know, yeah, you can be independent and do your thing, but you're, we are, we know we're connected. We know we're all one. So, you, right, you, if we're of like one big soul and we break off into all of our little end of it, there's always a piece of you that needs the piece of others, like, uh, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, that makes so much sense.
2: It's almost an enlightened place. You know, we just have to figure out how to be healthy with right. it and, and right. how to do it in a way that is is best for everyone
0: and not let people toxic people take advantage of that side of you
2: exactly yeah e- exactly because they they will they will they will feed off the light <laughs>
0: oh man you really touched on some pretty amazing things thank you so much that was i that was beautiful that gives me so much hope and, yeah, you're uh,
2: welcome. Of course. My pleasure. That
0: was amazing. Well, I, I'm i so excited we finally got to meet. I will yes. definitely be signing up for a class in the new year. I'm so excited. <laughs> and again, thank you so much. This was such an amazing experience on so many different levels. I didn't want to fangirl you, but there's a little bit of fangirling going on. <laughs>
2: We will take it. I love it so much, but I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Um, You know, this 2022 is really, it's going to be a breakout year in regards to you allowing love into your life. And really that, and that partner just gives you, they give you the reassurance to go for the things that I think you're most fearful of. And that's incredible. So just do it. I think you two are going to work together. I really do. I feel like you guys are going to work, you know, on a project or something together as well. Oh, that's so exciting.
0: I also want to say I said my son. I don't think I said my son at any point. You just pulled that out of the air. I think I said I wanted to be a super mom. Yeah, but I don't think I said my son. Maybe I did, but I'll listen back. I don't know. (laughs)
2: Listen back. I thought you did, but maybe if you didn't... wouldn't that be crazy if you didn't have yeah. That, your Yeah, like, totally. N-n-n-n-n-n". There was a moment where I was
0: like, did I say my son? Because I don't think I said my son. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm so thankful for all the amazing people I get to meet and work with. For starting this passion project with my homegirl, Rochelle Duras this podcast this crazy misfit coven clan we've developed wild on where we get wild every wednesday and it's always going to be a little different than anything you can get on any professional wrestling podcast today like i said i could not and i wouldn't want to do this podcast without my badass punk rock girl band the wild on team my right-hand woman, queen, everything above and below and in between, producer and editor, Rochelle Duras, my marketing specialist, Madison Golshani, and our Superkick Studios sound engineer, Matteo Seza. Thank you, and I love you guys. Until next week, stay calm and wild on. Wee wee wee. Let's go